You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. What I would like to do today is talk to you about the use of an assisted device, otherwise known as a cane most commonly. Uh, basically anything, a stick, a hiking pole, a walker can be an assisted device. Uh, but I'm going to talk to you about canes today and also talk about stairs. Uh, stairs both with regards to pain uh, both before surgery as well as stairs after surgery, as well as ways that you can use the stairs for exercise. Um, so when it comes to the use of a cane, for the most part, unfortunately, uh, I tend to meet a lot of people when they fall and break something, and they always say, in hindsight, I should have been using a cane or a walker. My family member, my friend, my doctor all recommended, and I didn't use it, or it was just the one time they went without it. The other thing with canes is that people will commonly ask me, you know, when they should have surgery, and it's a really complicated question. It deals a lot with someone's age, activity level, medical complications, what things they've done and have tried that they've then failed. Uh, But for most people, one of the things I'll do is if they've really gone through the algorithm of exercise, weight loss, pills, shots, and now they're using a cane usually that's a red flag that it's time to consider surgery because the more disabled that you get, the harder it may be to recover because by using a cane, you're essentially cutting back your activity. Now, it's different the person that does their daily activities but takes a hiking pole for their long extended hikes because of knee pain, but we're talking more about using a cane every day. But the important thing that I want to do today is talk to you about how to use a cane. I remember a lecture that I gave once on knees and knee arthritis, and at the end of these lectures, there's usually a line of people that have questions that they didn't want to ask in front of the whole groups. And this one person, I forget exactly what his question was, but I noticed that he had a cane with him. And when he turned to walk away from me, you could tell right away which was his bad arthritic knee. And it was his right knee, and he had the cane in his right hand. And I said, you know, excuse me, come back. Let me show you something. And I showed him how to put the cane in the opposite hand. And it's the funny look that I get from everybody when I, you know, tell them it's the opposite hand. Um, And I showed him how to take a few steps and he turned around with this smile on his face, this immediate improvement in his pain and symptoms. So that's the most important thing I want to get across to you is that the typical standard way of using a cane is that if your right knee is painful and arthritic, the cane should be in your opposite hand, your left hand, and vice versa. If your left knee is the problem child, then you should be putting the cane in your right hand. Now, what if both knees are bad? Well, I mean, if it's really bad, you might be using two canes or a walker, but you know, if both knees are bad, use the cane in whichever hand makes you feel more comfortable. Now, that being said, I've had some people that have balance issues and they just can't figure out with their arm, maybe they've had a stroke and the other arm's not well, Um, but they can't use the cane in the opposite hand. So a cane in any hand is better than no cane at all. But if you have the options of using the right or correct hand, it's always the opposite hand. And now why is this? So 
if you think about it, just next time you watch somebody walk or next time you walk, think about what your arms do when your legs move. So as we walk, your arms swing. And if you watch someone walk or you think about it as you're walking, your left arm swings forward when your right leg swings forward. And then your right arm swings forward as your left leg swings forward. So it would make sense if your arm and leg are moving together, opposite from one another, that the cane should be in that opposite hand. The other thing to think about, though, is the center of gravity. So right around for, you know, for understanding this, around your belly button, but in your spine, there's a spot which is considered your center of gravity. So if we consider that point as our center of gravity and your right knee is the painful arthritic knee and you put the right, the cane rather, in your right hand, now you shift your weight from the center of gravity over to your right hand, which is holding the cane, you've put now more force over the right knee. Whereas if you have the cane in your left arm, as your right leg strikes the ground, you're shifting that center of gravity over to the left side onto your left hand, you've now taken some of the weight off of your right knee. So just kind of keep that in mind that if you do need to use a cane, opposite, um, but be cautious. I've had a few patients over the years with balance issues that, you know, they, they try to, it's really almost like learning to walk again, that they just can't get the cadence down. So, you know, you can practice and practice and practice and, you know, have somebody with you. I'll even send some patients to a therapist a few times if they're really struggling on using a cane or a walker, just to make sure that in a controlled setting, they're learning how to use it well. But if you do need to go to a cane, you know, just make sure that you're using it in the opposite hand. Okay, now let's cross over now to something else, which is stairs, uh, which fits along the same lines because, you know, people a lot of times struggle with stairs and they're always concerned that they're doing it wrong. Well, if you got up and down the stairs without doing it wrong, you're probably doing it okay, but there may be better ways of doing it. So when it comes to stairs, um, people will always say, you know, up with the good, down with the bad. Or I've heard a lot of therapists that will teach it as the good people go to heaven and the bad ones go to hell. So it's a good way for you to kind of remember that. But the hard part comes when I have someone that has two bad knees, you know, and they look at me and go, well, which one's my good one? Which one's my bad one? Well, whichever one's hurting you more or less that day. Or what if they just had surgery on their right knee? I just replaced their right knee and they also have left knee arthritis. They're asking me, well, well, which one's my bad one now? And again, it's whichever one hurts the most. So if you need to try and you have one leg that's the worst, you know, try to focus on going up and down stairs using the good leg to go up and the bad leg to come down. But just know that most people with knee pain and knee arthritis have pain using stairs. And more commonly, they have pain going downstairs because we put more force on our knee going down the stairs. It's essentially like doing a single leg, one-legged squat. It puts a lot of force on the knee. So if you already have some pain and arthritis, it's going to hurt. So this is where you need to be careful and you need to use the railing and make sure that you can navigate those stairs well. So, you know, plan on up with the good, down with the bad. But if you need what's called matching, it, meaning you don't just go up on, you know, one leg on the first step and then the next leg goes up to the second step, you match your feet on one step. So both feet go up to the first step then both feet go up to the second step in the same way down. That becomes an easier way to do it for most people. But what about after surgery? That's the other question I get from a lot of people. Well, what should I do? I have stairs. I'm going to have to sleep downstairs, get a hospital bed, lay on the sofa. Bad idea. You know, I always tell my patients, go upstairs. Do not avoid the stairs after your knee replacement. Why? Well, the stairs are therapy. I'm not asking you to do laps on the stairs, 
But if you have to go up and down them once or twice, that's okay. And the majority of people that I take care of, to be honest with you, their knees are actually better after knee replacement than they are before surgery. You know, not to say that they're normal, but if you've been at home navigating the stairs with a painful arthritic knee and using a cane or walker and holding the railing and almost falling, it's pretty much the same or better after knee replacement. But the mind does funny things. Well, couldn't I fall? Well, sure. You know, people always worry about the what ifs. I get, well, what if I go home and fall? What if I go to a nursing home and fall? What if I stay in the hospital and fall? I take care of a lot more people that fall and break things that don't have arthritis or surgery than I do in patients that go home after surgery. Why? Well, because you're extra cautious. You know, after surgery, people are extremely cautious about navigating the stairs. But every so often, no matter what I tell people, I'll get one person every couple of years that, you know, rents the hospital bed, sleeps downstairs, and they're always the person that has the longest and slowest recovery. And they always want to know why. And it's because they avoided things. You know, they avoided using the stairs. So now someone that struggled the first day, the first week, second week, it was getting easier. Third week, it was even easier to go up and down stairs. This person now is starting to use the stairs for the first time at week three or four. So you're behind. And that's why the recovery is harder. So be careful, be cautious, but it's okay. You're not going to damage a knee replacement going up and down the stairs but again, if you do have, you know, a bad knee, you know, try to go down with the bad, up with the good. You know, good ones go to heaven, bad ones go to hell. Kind of remember that mantra, cane in the opposite hand. But the last little caveat that I'm going to give you is stairs and an exercise. This kind of builds on the other episode, which talks about knee exercises that you can do at home. So the stairs are a great way to work on building up quad strength if you have a stair. And all you need for this is a railing and one step. You know, even if you just have one step, you can do this exercise. So to build up the strength in your quad, this is about a 30-day exercise program. And this can be done both before and after knee replacement surgery. So if you avoid something, you're never going to gain that strength. You know, you always find ways to get around you're never going to figure out actually how to do this. And people are always afraid of what can I do to make my leg stronger? Am I going to damage it? Am I going to hurt it? Or I don't have the equipment. So if you have a stair and a step, this is the easiest way. So the first of the month, so this will be coming up soon if you're listening to this when this gets published, be May, but any time, you know, pick the first of the month. I find it's easier to keep track of this. So the first of the month, go over to the bottom of your stairs, grab the railing with both hands, step up with the right, and all I'm asking you to do is step up on that right leg so your left foot goes on the stair and then step back down, put your left foot back on the floor. And then switch feet. Bring your right foot down. Put your left foot up on the step. Still holding onto the railing. Step up onto the left leg. Put your right foot on that first step. Step back down. You've done your exercise for the day. Second day, I want you to go and I want you to do that twice though. So you put your right foot up, step up. Put your left foot on that step, step back down with the left foot, step back up again, match your left foot, step back down again. So you've done two ups with your right leg and then switch. And then every day through the month, you do three on the third day, four on the fourth day, 15 on the 15th day. So there's no way to forget what number you're on because you've been doing it by the day of the month. And what you'll notice is that by the end of the month, you're now doing 30 step-ups. Now, maybe you can't do them all at one time, so you might do them at one time, but alternate 10 on the right, 10 on the left, and then do that three times, or 15 in the morning, 15 at night, but you can kind of build up slow. Now, at the end of the month, now you can tweak it. So that second month, third month, you might say, well, I'm going to go up 
you know, one, two steps, um, or I'm going to step up, you know, right foot on the first step. And then instead of matching my left foot onto that first step, I'm going to step up and actually put my left foot up on the other step. So that becomes a, an extra alternative way of doing an exercise, but just be careful, you know, especially when you're stepping down. Now you can also reverse this. You know, if you're having trouble going downstairs is that if you have the railing, you can get on the steps as if you're walking down the stairs. This would be the second month variation on the first month. And if both feet are on the first step is step down with the right and then slowly try to bring that left foot down and match it. You know, don't jump down or flop it down or move it too quickly because the slower that you come down, that's what we call an eccentric strengthening exercise, the more muscle that you can build up. And if you're holding onto the railing, you have something there for a safety net to prevent you from falling. Um, but these just become little exercises that you can do both with a painful knee, with an arthritic knee, and after surgery, after a replaced knee as part of your rehab, once you've got some through some of the basic exercises. Um, and all of that hopefully is helpful. So we get the cane, cane goes in the opposite hand, stairs, up with the good, down with the bad, good ones go to heaven, bad ones go to hell. And then the simple stair exercise, just using that one step up and down, start on the first of the month, work all the way up to 30 reps on the last day of the month. If you found this helpful, please refer a friend if you think that they would benefit from this information also. And if you haven't already, subscribe so you'll be aware of when upcoming episodes come out. Once again, you've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm Adam Rosen. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.